This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Chateras here with another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And not with me is my buddy, my coach, my pal, the man with the plan, the one and only John Malika. Instead, we got me. We got with me today, the one and only, the video producer, the man, the myth, the legend himself, fellow Jets fanatic, Greg Albert in the building. My guy, Greg. Greg, how you doing today, man? How you been? Alex, I'm doing good. I mean, the Jets won. I'm on Knicks, Jets, etc. for the first time, I think, on video on YouTube. And I'm excited, man. I, I I was very happy with how we played today. You know, Christmas was good. First of all, we could do the off-field stuff. How was your Christmas? How's it was good, man. Going? It was good, man. Got to spend some time with uh, the family. Got to, you know, uh, honor my grandmother and my father um, since it's been a difficult year. But it was good, man. Just got to spend time with the family. Got to see my sisters, my nieces. Uh, got to hang out with them, exchange gifts, have some good food. Just uh, the wonderful stuff. How was your Christmas, man? How, how has it been? That's great, man. I mean, same kind of thing. Just low-key, you know, immediate family, important people, hanging out, exchanging gifts, eating food, same kind of stuff. It was great. So I'm happy you had a good time. I'm happy you got to spend time with your family. I'm happy I got to spend time with my family. I'm happy the Jets, down a lot of people, got the win this week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yo, they were, yeah, of course, <laughs> man. This is, I don't even know what's going on. Against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who didn't have, Essentially, nobody missing for today, and the Jets are coming out here missing like 15 to 18, 19 guys. Like, we're down, we're down and out with some of these guys, and yet we're out here looking like a competent team. You know, I have no idea what's going on. I don't know what, what I was watching today, but the New York Jets decided to impress. And two Christmas miracles, man. We had the, the New York Knicks that were competent yesterday. They beat the yep. Atlanta Hawks. Granted, the Atlanta Hawks were down and bad without a lot of their key players. They didn't have Danilo Gallinari. They didn't have Trey Young, the engine of their offense. They got Clint Capella back, but the New York yep. Knicks looked fluid. You get Kemba Walker with a triple, uh, triple double. Julius Randle went off for a big double double yesterday. So that was a good way to kick off Christmas too. And then today, the Jets said, you know what? Let's follow up with that. Let's help out the Knicks, Jets, et cetera podcast. Let's follow, let's follow up with the New York Knicks win with the Jets win too. And that's what we got today man so i'm gonna ask you first greg what were your overall thoughts of this game man just from on from the outset what do you think you know i think that there's been a lot of talk this year about some of the pieces that we have um and we were missing a lot as we talked about i think there's been a lot of talk about the coaching staff that we have this year it's a young coaching staff of course we were down robert sal today with covid and the coaching staff came out and came up in a big way today our offense looked pretty good our defense looked pretty good and our special teams looked great. So I was excited that in all three phases, I think our coaching staff stepped up. And then also too, if you were watching the game, I think at one point the announcers were saying that it felt like, you know, like a preseason game almost because there were so many second string and third string guys due to injury, it being late in the season and COVID that we came out, we had a plan, we stuck to it and we fought. That was my biggest takeaway uh, for the Jets this week is that we fought from the start to the finish. First drive of the game, they're they're playing, they're doing trick plays. So we came back and we did some trick plays. We were starting out strong. They were starting out strong. It was a dogfight today, even though we're 
right at the bottom of the you know NFL. But I'm happy with the way we played. I'm excited by the way we played. And I think a lot of key players had pretty good games today. So I was happy to see that. For what sure, about you? man. What about you for the overall thoughts? I think for overall thoughts, man, I just like the way that this team played on both sides of the ball, as you stated. Like, we got to see the offense have some fluidity today, fluidity today, even with the trick plays in there, too. Um, defense, even though they were giving up plays between the 20, they were holding up and stopping Trevor Lawrence and, and the offense when they got down past the 20 yard line within the red zone. They didn't, they bend, but they didn't break. That's the one thing I liked about the defense today and the offense. They were creative, man. They were creative moving the ball. It wasn't stagnant. Zach was, it looked like he let the game come to him. I mean, we got to see that first run, right? For what was it? He had like 60 yard run 50, for a TD. Yards, yeah. yeah. It was a 50, 60 yarder going for a TD going down the sideline, uh, the right sideline. And you see him bust one loose, which, Shout out to John because he was complaining about the la- the last episode where he was like, yo, Zach, why are you sliding? You just got to keep going. And guess what? John's not here. And he's like, you know what? I want to probably <laughs> listen to- he probably listens to this podcast. He's like, you know what? I'm going to do it for John. Yo. I'm going gonna- to keep going for John. And thank God he did. He got that touchdown to get this team going. But I just liked what I saw overall. Zach looked more comfortable today, I would say, than he's looked throughout the entire season. Like, sure, we saw- for-, for all four quarters, uh, for all four four. Four quarters. Let's say that because yep. there are times throughout the season where he's well comfortable, but then gets shaken back up. And there were t- and there were times where he's had a slow start, a fast finish, and a fast finish, and then a yep. fast start and a slow finish. So today was probably the best day we could say through all four quarters. We saw Zach Wilson play w- play well, but we'll hold that off. We'll hold more off on the offense for later. But you know, Greg, I, those are my overall thoughts. Let's let's just hop into let's just hop into the defense real quick and, and discuss what we saw. So I want to get your takes first on what do you what do you think about the defense, man? Like we're we are known to just be this team. Like we started off strong yep. in the season. Next thing you know, like about the I'd say about the the, the second the the, 50, the we got to the second quarter mark, the second quarter of the season and our defense just looked like crap, like for lack of a better word. We're giving up 30, 40 it was a points. a five-game like, stretch, right, where we were giving yeah. up 40-something points, it felt like, every single at, game. At least 30, man. We are giving yeah. up at least 30 points for like a long stretch of games. And you just felt like this defense was just – it didn't feel like it was packing it in, but you felt that this team was just – What's the, they just weren't they weren't in sync they weren't communicating well they weren't feeling like whether it's just the the, uh, the front seven communicating like to make sure the proper shifts the secondary was just out of position allowing receivers just to get wide open looks and we know as john always says that this team can't stop the running backs can't stop the tight ends and teams figure that out too so they always go you know in the flat get these guys into the flat routes out and swing passes to start getting some open looks get our defense frustrated and then start attacking the middle of the field and pushing the ball down uh and going over the top so today they tried to do that in my opinion but it didn't it didn't necessarily work out what do you, what do you think yeah like like you said it perfectly and i mean i'm i'm a sucker for like the nfl like clichés and all that stuff so the bend but don't break that was my mm-hmm. first note in my notes today when i was watching the game <laughs> because you saw from the very first drive very first drive the we get a stop the jaguars fake punt keep the ball moving that could kill the momentum of a defense defense comes mm-hmm. back out there they're looking good, but then Eccles gets a, a kind of what I would chalk it up to as a rookie flag where he gets a deep pass interference call because he just doesn't turn around and try to spot the ball. He's playing the defender. I think he'll pick that up, you know, as he matures in his role, hopefully as a DB for us uh, moving forward. But 
they get down, you know, five, 10 yard line on the very first drive of the game and we stop them, stop them to a field goal. And I think that was the story of the day. I think both teams were able to drive. Both teams were able to get into the red zone. And then the, the real separator today was who could score and who could in the red zone. And I mean, the Jets got the ball inside the five yard line four different times. It, you know, I've been watching the Jets for a long time. I don't remember getting the ball down in the red zone so many times. It felt like we were able to move the ball very well, really because of the rushing. And, you know, we were able to score and the Jags weren't able to put the ball in the end zone. So I think that was my biggest takeaway. And again, we didn't let up the big plays. So our DBs played really well. I was happy with that. And then I give them a really hard time. But CJ Mosley, I thought, played great today. You know, he had a chance to close the game out with an interception. He didn't make that happen, but he did mm-hmm. make a you know twenty yard sack fumble happen that gave us a red zone opportunity right away. He was able to stop the run along with the rest of our team today. So it was really those five ten yard dink and dunk passes that were eating us alive. Other than that, to your point, we were able to stop the run. We were able to slow down the passing game to the tight ends. I was really happy with the defense and how they looked today. Yeah, man. Defense looked really well, played really well today. I mean, you can look at, you can look at both of these teams. Like we didn't pass that well. You could say, sure, Jaguars got 252 passing yards on us. But when it came down to the rushing and when it came down to rushing, they only got 132 while conversely, Jets got 273 yards on the ground, 100 through the, through the air. We'll get more into the, to the offense and why I'm not really too concerned about those numbers for today, but yeah. I'm fine with the passing because we're also missing like guys today too on defense, you know, it's so trying to get pressure to the quarterback. Wasn't as easy, even though they did, they did get pressure to the quarterback. Like I'm not going to like, and you talk about CJ Mosley, like Gerard Davis had a, had a decent game today. I thought Brandon Eccles played pretty well today. Shout out to Javelin Goodry for really blocking up the pass towards the end of the game at the end of the game to really solidify the win for us. Like those guys came up through today. Brandon Eck- Brandon Eccles didn't really play that well today. He, I think he was letting a lot of guys uh, get open. But front seven looked pretty good. Um, yep. For the most yeah. part, when it came to 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 stop on the run, like we didn't, we gave him a hundred yards in total, and that's between Trevor yeah. Lawrence, who got a massive run at the end. Like think about that, a hundred yards, yeah. and that massive run came from Trevor Lawrence at the end of the game. So the front seven was doing its job when it came to containing the run game, not allowing anyone to get get through and that's why the, the Jaguars had to push it down the field but I think it's also fair to say that look if you start passing to your tight ends if you start passing to your running backs out of the backfield you're gonna get those yards on the Jets and that's how they got most of those yards today so I gotta give a kudos to to the Jets D especially the front seven secondary I have to give a shout out for for Jason Pinnock man like yeah, honestly I, I really have to give a sh- yeah man stepping up playing safety he looked pretty good in the safety role man I know cornerback is where they want him to be but Playing safety, not saying he's like the he's he's the solution, but what I would do moving forward is to give him some more run there and and let's test it out, you know, because we didn't have Ashton Davis today, so let's see what we got with with Jason Pinnock back there. That those are my thoughts. Do you have any other takes on the defense? You know, my big takeaway too. I think we talked a little bit about our pregame. Is it's unfortunate that we're in the spot again this year where I'm already looking at the draft and. You know, when I start looking at the draft, I think a lot of people could talk about, you know, the defensive pieces that we need. Some people look towards, you know, DBs and safeties and stuff. And, you know, maybe we need one safety, but with these last couple of games, let's mix it up a little bit. Let's see what we got, because I'm happy with some of the stuff I see out of these younger guys that are getting some, you know, extra playing time that's playing, you know, really well. As far as the defense goes, 
you know, overall, I think we need more pressure. I think it wasn't consistent pressure today, but sometimes mm-hmm. it was timely pressure, which, can, you know, makes up for a ton of it. Um, I know we've had some injuries. I know we had some people out. So, you know, overall, just it was a, it was a close game, 21-26. It was a little bit higher scoring than I expected. But overall, I'm happy that we got the win. I'm happy that we're not in the contention for the first overall pick because we got a couple key wins that we needed. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy with the defense. I'm more, I'm more excited about the offense. But one guy that we're not talking about before we get to the offense is your guy, John's guy, and my guy. Braxton Berrios coming up in a big, big way on a kick return. Oh yeah. Well, before I get into that, let me do this. Yeah. Let me do this. Let me do this ad read, man. We got to pay okay. the bills around here. Gotta you know what it is? Bills. We gotta, yeah, let's get that gotta, done. Got to pay the bills, guys. Yep. I keep saying this every episode. All right. You know what it is when it comes to us. We are part of that fan sided network. Okay. We're the exclusive podcast for the Knicks and we're the exclusive Knicks and Jets podcast. So you can find ourselves on, you know, whether it's the Daily Knicks or the Jet Press. But who owns Fanside? It's Minute Media. And who else do they own? They own the Players' Tribune as well. You know, that, that publication that was started by Derek Jeter. Shout out to Derek Jeter. Shout out to, for, for me at least, Greg's, Greg's a Mets fan. John and I, we're the Yankees fans. We're the resident Yankee fans around here. So shout out to DJ. Um, and the Players' Tribune has this awesome podcast, guys. They got the Knuckleheads podcast that has former New York Nick, Quentin Richardson, okay? And they also have Darius Miles. These guys are the co-hosts of the Knuckleheads podcast. And the Knuckleheads podcast brings on some of the best NBA players, past and present, to have a totally unguarded conversation about sports, culture, and basketball nostalgia. They've been going for the past seven years, and they brought on guests such as Jason Tatum, Kevin Durant, DeMar DeRozan, Sue Bird, they brought on some top guests and they still do that too. Even outside of basketball, they brought on some top high end entertainers, musicians and so forth. So guys, make sure to go check out the knuckleheads podcast over at the players tribune, or you can find them on all audio platforms like Apple podcasts, Spotify, and so forth. All right. Had to take care of the bills real quick, but, but Greg, before I did that, you, you, you brought up our, you brought up our guy, man, our yeah. guy, Braxton yeah. Barrios. Okay. Our Danny Woodhead, who honestly, he's now entering. T- Cat, like territory of Wayne Corbett. Like, yeah, uh, we're, he, that's where he's entering right now. And we've said it on the podcast before, all of us. And how could we not, you know, how could we not? I know we were supposed to start off a special team because that was going to be the one quick hitter and we went straight to defense, but we got to touch on this before we get into the offense. Yeah. Yo, Braxton Barrios with a 103 yard return today. My man. Thank you. He was he's been he's been looking to bust one loose all season, man. I, you started off, so I'm gonna let you talk talk more about Braxton Barrios. But yo, he, he finally got he finally got it. He finally got it today. Yeah, he, and that's my thing, and that's why I love Braxton because he's the guy that, at least from what I've seen from him, is he just keeps going at it. He keeps trying. He keeps fighting. You were talking a little bit earlier about the defense and how we were giving up some you know big scores, um, kind of in the middle part of the season. To me, that's like a, you know, a testament maybe to like will and effort and drive. He has all those things in spades. I think that's why we love him so much. And he not only had 103 for the touchdown, he had some other great plays. My favorite thing about that kickoff too is it wasn't one of those like candy ass, like running all around stuff like that. It was, Mm -hmm. he got the ball straight up the middle, was just faster than everyone, hit the hole faster than everyone Mm -hmm. and just went for it. I love that, but also led the team in receptions today. Five, mm-hmm. five catches. So again, you know, 37 yards, nothing crazy, but it was timely catches. It was when he needed him. He was there. Five receptions, you know, a couple other good kick returns and punt returns. So 
He's just that guy that I hope he's a Jet for a while. I hope we keep him around. Obviously, you know, got nominated for the Pro Bowl. So, you know, I'm happy for him. I'm happy he was able to get it done today because, like you said, he's been kind of knocking on the door all season. And the fact that he was able to get it done. And, you know, we won the game by five. So, you know, it was a huge point for us to get that. I think a huge momentum builder for us. And very happy for him. Yeah, man. Absolutely happy for him. And for everyone who doesn't understand why he's our Danny Woodhead, the New England Patriots had him. Okay. They needed him. They actually want, actually, the funny part is that they wanted to keep him on that roster. But he had, he pulled, he pulled his hammy and they needed the extra four or five roster spots. They needed someone active for that season. So they, he drops, we pick him up. He keeps working. You see him in those videos. I keep, you can even go back to the Denzel Mims video that I referenced for that, for the Wally Gaggin, uh, ladder drill. You know, you see Braxton Barrios out there just chopping, man, quick, quick arms, quick feet. He's working consistently. And like you said, Greg, and you see all that work paying off. He shot out of a cannon today. He just went, went through the hole faster than everybody else. He went from, he started, he went down. He was like a true sprinter, man. And for a guy yeah. that ran track, like he was down, got all the momentum. And then once he was out and open, he opened up that stride and just kept going, got that touchdown. And that was a big play for us, man. We're not winning this game without that touchdown. Okay. We're not winning this game. And he, the special teams helps, helps these games when you can get something like that. So. Braxton Barrios continues to work. You know, as you said, he led the, he was our most consistent wide receiver today because we didn't have, I mean, we were relying on Tyler Croft, Keelan Cole. Uh, I mean, we were relying on Michael Carter and Tevin Coleman out of the backfield. Not that they're bad. I'm just saying, just keep in mind, this is what we were working with today. And we also have Denzel Mims and we're going to get into the, because this guy, I, this guy is, I'm like, I, he needs to get out of here, man. He, yeah, the he couple times, the couple times he was on the screen today, I was like, I can't wait to hear what Alex has to say. Yeah, about no, this guy, this guy, it's tough. <laughs> Yeah, this guy, it's, it's rough, man. It's tough out here. Uh, we'll get into him. We'll get into yeah. him later, but yep. yeah, absolutely. Braxton Barrios. And look, he was averaging seven yards per catch today for the five receptions that he had. Yeah. Uh, he, he got six targets, caught five out of six of them. Longest one was a 12 yarder, but we needed guy, someone who was consistent. You see him and Zach have that repertoire, uh, to, to get it going. And I really do hope he is a jet for a, a jet man because this yeah. is the last year of his deal. He's going to be a free agent after this year. He needs to be brought back. These type of guys create that type of culture in the locker room that you can't. It's not easy to replicate. Someone who works hard, someone who's given their their all and keeps producing year in and year out. Like he was producing last season, he he keeps producing this season. Gotta give it up for Braxton Barrios, and you're starting to see. Uh, the work that he's putting in paid dividends. So shout out to him. Also, while we're on special teams, man, shout out to our kicking situation, dude. Like, thank <laughs> yeah. God. Pinero is finally, like, we finally John, have John something. When you, where's John when you need him to talk yo, about the kicking? Yo, John, you got to leave the country more often, man. We get Jets <laughs> wins. We got yeah. Zach Wilson looking good out here. We have Michael Carter running like rampant. We're going to get more into that. Like I said, we got our yeah. kickers kicking well. My goodness, dude. Like everything just started to click today. John, you got... We might just have to pay John to. We gotta use all the money we're traveling. collecting. The little that we're get, collecting, we gotta pay John just to keep traveling, man. Keep him out of here because <laughs> just seemed to be uh, producing while he's gone. But shout out to Eddie Pinero today. He went two for two uh, for for field goals, but the extra point only went two for three today. He missed one, but hey, I'll take it. It's been better than what we've seen this season. You know, I'm not trying to make any uh, any like major declarations, but bring him back. See what he can do next season. Yeah. Uh, at this point, this is where we are in the season. We got two more games left. You're looking for guys who can produce. Maybe you bring you bring them back in the offseason, see if they can be something. They can, this can translate into something and you can look forward. But thank God, man. Just thank God. And guess what? We only punted 
once today. One time. Once. Like, what <laughs> happened? Yeah, man. Random man yeah. didn't have to come out here and do that much work. That's So shout out to the special teams, man. Shout out to the defense, the special teams, and the offense for, for doing work today because the fact that we had a punt once today, that's wild. I can't even believe I have to double check to make sure that's right because yeah, that's man. how crazy it is. Yeah, yeah so and we only punted you, once. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he only punted one time. Pinheiro, though, two field goals. Yes, he he got one extra point block. So I don't really know who to bl- is to blame on that. If it's more of a line issue or whatever it is, but or if it's him for kicking it low or whatnot. But I don't know about you, but we ran that fake field goal. I forget when that was, and he yes. was running to the outside was- as like a pitch option, and I was that. That my heart stopped. I was so scared that he was yes. going to get the ball pitched to him and someone was going to hit him. I'm like, come on, like he's playing well. Finally, our kicking game looks okay. Finally, let's let's stop messing around here. I got very nervous about that. I don't know what you thought about that. That was after the fumble for Trevor Lawrence yes. that CJ Mosley did, and then we had it in their territory, and instead we decided to be crafty with. That was the one that I was like, eh, I was just gone for points. I get the trickery. Yo, yeah. Shout out to shout out to Middleton today for for being uh for being gutsy today on calls, wanting to go for it on fourth down, doing some trickery today. He just said, you know what? Where we? He was like, we got nothing to lose, man. Let's just put it. Let's just put. <laughs> let's just go for it on every time. Let's just be creative. Let's figure out something. So like that. Yeah, so uh, w- real quick on that before we really dive into the offense overall. I think we made it inside the five yard line four times. I mentioned that earlier. We came yep. away with one touchdown. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Are you, are you thinking like, you, did you like us going for it over and over? I know John and I on winning picks weekly, we kind of go back and forth on that. Or, you know, should you just take the points? If we kicked it every time. We would have had 12 points. Instead, we ended up with just six. So is, is you know, are you from the, the school? We should just be going for it. We got nothing to lose. We should see what we got. I think it all depends, man. I don't think there's, there's no, you know, uh, there's no clear cut answer. You know, it's not a yeah. yes. It's not a no. It depends like where you are in the season. Uh, how's the team looking? You know, if it what's was score, it was a score. Like if we're looking at the, the last, like if we had Amendola, like I was like, no, we're not going to Amendola. We're going for it on all four down. I don't care. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That, in that situation, you know, Pinero's kicking the ball. He had one mix. Missed point after attempt today, but he hit all the field goals. He went back to him. You showed that he was competent. And because of that, I would say there was one. um, It was the first time they went for it on all four downs. I was like, you know what? It was really close in the game where we were only up by, uh, what was it? We were up. We were up ninth. Yeah, it was nine, six. Where did we? Because we had to turn over our downs. Yes, it was 12. It was 13, 12 Jets in the right before the end of the half. And I was like, why are we going for on four downs? Like, I want this team to win. You know, I know people are like, let's lose and get good draft position. We still have the fourth overall pick right now. So we didn't lose. You know, it doesn't really matter uh, after this win. So I'm happy about that. I'm indifferent when it comes to getting the number one overall pick. You have to hit on it. Team has to have a good scouting department, all that type of stuff. Um, And it depends on needs. You know, last season I wanted because of Trevor Warrens. I'm happy with Zach Wilson. Uh, I think there's jury still out on him. He's shown some improvement today was one of his better games. We'll get more into that. But when it comes to like going for it on fourth down, stay on track. Like today, I was like, nah, you know, we should have just gotten the points. I'm looking to win. I'm not looking to just say, let's go for it. It's 13, 12. You know, this team can come back and win and it didn't make sense. Uh, You take the points in that situation. It's not, it's not where you're up. 
Like, even if you're up by a lot, I think that's just disrespectful, but I get it. Um, mm-hmm. Like the Steelers were doing that one season where they just kept going in for two. I'm just like, really? Like this is because it was, I think it was the first yeah. year where they just changed the field goal rule to move it back. And, yeah. and the Steelers kept going in for two. And I'm like, it's pretty dickish of you, but okay. Um, yeah. If you're, if you're right, good at it, go for it. Or 30 points. It's like, where are you really going for two right now? But yeah, yeah. still kept going for it. Yeah. But so like in, in those type of situations, no, like take the points in this situation where it's close and you're trying to be, build team morale. You're trying to give a sense of like what it feels like to win and how to win. That's yeah. where in the sense where it's like, you don't necessarily need to go for it. Just take the points and keep it moving. Um, you're not playing from down. You didn't miss a field goal before uh, where you needed to do, I guess. Well, they, yeah, no, but, no, no, no. Sorry for fourth yeah. for touchdowns for fourth down for not two. So they 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 like I get if like if you were like in dire need to do it, but they weren't in dire need to do it. So I, I was I, I wish they had taken the points there, but it doesn't matter. They still got the win. But I think that's a situation where you're gonna take the points. What are your thoughts though? That's in my exact thing is that it was close enough game. You're not down by two or three touchdowns, and it, I think every single time or most times you started inside the five, so you already had three shots at getting a touchdown so do you really need the fourth shot at that point just if if it was me just take the field goal take the points and move on you had the first down you had the second down you had the third down you know you couldn't get the you couldn't get the three or four or five yards that you needed so take the points and move on one time i think we got a false start that moved us out you know you know five or you know five more yards so you know we were kind of beating ourselves at that point but I know I'm happy, obviously, with the way we played today, just because of the offense, the defense. Again, like we said earlier, you know, it's hit or miss depending on what's you know what you're looking at. Special teams look good. I wish we you know kicked the ball a couple more times uh, when we were down in the red zone. But unless there's anything else you want to talk about about special teams or any like overarching thing, I definitely want to start talking about the offense because I am jacked up for some of these guys. Yeah, man, let's get into it, man. Because okay. the offense looked really well today. We scored 26 points. Uh, let's see. I want to go through how many times the Jets have scored over 20 points today with Zach Wilson. They've scored. Wow. It is very, it's very few where we get over 20 points. So let's see. They got the Titans yeah. game. They got the, against the Falcons. And then with Zach Wilson, they didn't, they got it against the, they got the Texans. Yep. And they got against the Dolphins. And now he gets a Jaguar. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Jaguars. So five times out of this entire season, they've gone over to five with 20 points with Zach Wilson behind the helm. So I was ecstatic to see that the mm-hmm. offense moved so well that they were able to get into the red zone, especially without all their guys. Like we said, like your offensive line was then going down one by one <laughs> as this, as this is go, as you're watching it unfold, like yeah. we didn't have Elijah Vera Tucker. We, we, Mackay Beckton was already out, right? So we can, two starters, you know, you also didn't have, um, who else didn't you have today on, on the line? Our, uh, we didn't have, um, LDT. Uh, okay. We didn't have the LDT on the right side. So we lost yeah, both so of our guards today. We didn't have Mackay. We then lost Morgan Moses throughout the game. So McDermott yep. came in and then, yep. And then we also lost, uh, who else did we lose? Did we lose Fan today? He got hurt. I don't know if he came back, but I think he got pulled no, up. McGovern, well. Connor McGovern, McGovern got also hurt. got hurt too. This Connor summer, McGovern yeah. got 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 hurt. He's the one that yeah. got hurt, and so we lost four, you know, five of our guys. It's crazy on the offensive line, and then we still pull out the win. Um, 
you know, not all in today. This is just over the course of the time, whether it's the COVID, LDT, Elijah Tucker, Elijah Vera Tucker were covert today. Morgan Moses was an injury. Connor McGovern was an injury. Kai Beck has been out for this entire season. Obviously, he's not going back. Um, and then you, you just see this all unfold and you're like, McDermott, uh, you see. <laughs> Feeney coming in. I forgot. He did. He did. <laughs> he did catch the TD. Maybe yeah. the man needs to be a tight end. Who the hell knows? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you see all this, and for us to get over twenty points today, that was really impressive. But I'll let you start off, man, because I know you're jacked, pumped. I'll give my thoughts after you, but and chime in on yours. But what are, what are your thoughts, man? What, what did you think about the offense today? I mean, my big thing is Zach Wilson just makes me feel sometimes like I'm bipolar. Like I was watching him early in the game and I was like, come on. There was the one play early on where he threw an interception, but then it was ruled not an interception or, Mm -hmm. or whatever. I forget what that was. But if you looked at the ball placement on that, I was like, that's not even close to where the ball needs to be, Zach. Like, what are we yeah. doing here? And then he comes out, I think maybe a couple of plays later, and breaks a run for 60 yards and, mm-hmm. and scores a touchdown. We were talking about, you know, I've chimed in on Jets episodes towards the end a couple of times, and I've talked about Zach Wilson and me just not really seeing what I think I need to see as a rookie. And that's been ball placement. That's just been decision-making. It's going through his progressions. And today, you know, I think he kind of, because we were down so many offensive linemen and so many uh, passing, you know, weapons, we just started looking to the run and he looked great as a runner. He almost had a hundred yards rushing today at a rushing TD. And I was just like, okay, like maybe this is something we need to lean into a little bit down the stretch, especially if we're banged up, especially if we have COVID. Because, you know, between him and Carter, we looked amazing running the ball. Mm-hmm. And I think that was deliberate because we were down so many people. Um, and, you know, Zach Wilson, like I said, he's kind of made me go up and down all season long. But today was a today was an up day. His pass rating the last couple of weeks, you know, people were down on him. You know, a lot of people were talking trash two or three weeks ago about him. It's mm-hmm. improved every game. So... Um, you know, again, passing yards hasn't been great because I think today he just broke a hundred, but again, yep. that's on 22 attempts, but 14 of 22 to me, that's pretty good. If you, you know, extrapolate that doubt, you know, it's 28 of 44. If he threw twice as many balls as he needed to, but the beautiful thing is he didn't need to Trevor Lawrence needed to Trevor Lawrence had a lot of pass attempts. Trevor Lawrence had a lot of passing yards and he lost the game because he didn't throw a touchdown. Zach Wilson threw a touchdown. Zach Wilson rushed a touchdown. He did what he needed to do to win. And to me, as a young quarterback on a young team, that's all I'm looking for. Just do what you need to do to win the game. Get the win and move on. We can worry about the Joe Burrow. I don't know if you saw that today. 500 yards and a zillion touchdowns. We can worry about that later. I'm not worried about that right now. I'm worried about looking good, making the right decision, doing what you need to do to win the game. And Wilson did that today. I was very happy about it. For sure, man. I look at Joe Burrow's first year, dude. Like it was not pretty. It was ugly. Like the yeah. entire team sucked. Granted, like even I can't for I can't forget that season because when he went out too, when he missed the game, the Jets played the Bengals that season with uh with Darnold and we lose. Blitz boy yeah. was was not in that game, but we lost <laughs> to we lost to the Bengals that week. I was like, really lost to the red rifle, Andy Dalton, who hasn't played the entire season. But I digress. Um, nah, Zach looked good today. And you, you talk about 14 for 22, you know, 89.6, uh, rating, one TD, average 4.6, uh, yards for, per passing. Like it, it's not pretty statistically, but when you watched him play those 22 passes, they were on target. Like for the most yeah. part, they were on target. You didn't see all this crazy, 
like balls flying over the place. And he was getting to them in the swing and short passing. And he was getting some good intermediate passes too. I love that. Sure. You're like some people. And, and I saw Connor Hughes tweet this out. You know, Zach had more rushing yards and passing yards at one point, And it's like, that's, you know, that's cool, but it's not, it's, it's not pretty. Like he didn't really like it. He was impressed by it. I say fuck that because at, yeah. what, what is this team working with? Like, let's, let's be real. You don't have Corey Davis. You don't have Elijah Moore. You don't have Jamison Crowder wasn't here today. You know, yeah. we didn't have you don't we're have down, your three at guys. That point, we're down three or four offensive linemen, like you were saying earlier. And so, like, what do you want him to do? Like, he has to get out and win. If this is what you need for him to get going and winning, so be it. And guess what? I actually like that he ran because he has wheels. Use yeah. him. You be that dynamic weapon that you were promoted coming out of BYU. So him rushing today, getting that long rushing touchdown. That was awesome to see. You know, it was just like when Sam Darnold did against the Broncos. You, you just love seeing that type of stuff where a quarterback is capable of doing it because now you have to honor him and you have to, you know, occasionally put a spy on him to and throw off the defense. That's a guy that has to stay around. That means there's going to be a guy that's not being covered to a certain degree. And you can go pass it out to to your tight end, the your, your your running back, fullback if they if they decide to go that route at some point if this team does. Um, and that's what I look from and that's what I look from this team. So Zach Wilson looked good today. And the one thing I will say that pass, that crazy pass to um uh who was it? Who uh to McDermott. To the end uh, zone, yeah. Yeah, to the end zone. That was probably the best pass I've seen Zach throw all season. Not necessarily because it was far, not because it was short, but the fact that he put touch on the ball. It wasn't uh it because w- throughout this entire season we've seen Zach, even for short passes, just rip it. And it's like, right bro, in there. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, bro, yeah. you don't, and for like passes that don't even need to be ripped, like it's not even a slap yeah. around. It's like, all right, he's a, it's a hook. No one's around him, but you're zipping it in there with like a lot of pepper. And the guy, it's going to be hard for a guy to catch. He didn't do that to, to McDermott today. He, he put touch on the ball for him to get it in one place for him alone to get it. And kudos to McDermott for going up and grabbing it like, <laughs> like an actual wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. That was wild. Yeah. But it was crazy. You see, you see that, and I'm like, that's growth. Like, that is yeah. growth. So today was, like, one of his better passing days, like, for legit from start to finish. This is one of the better games Zach Wilson's played. And this is the type of stuff, you know, we had uh, Will Parkinson on last week. We talked yep. about wanting to see. I know Will didn't necessarily want the win because he wanted a draft position. Thankfully, we didn't lose it. We're still in the top four. Yep. But, but what we did see was Zach grow this all four quarters. We saw a good, complete game from Zach Wilson Passing wise, he improved. He looked more relaxed. He started to use all the intangibles that he had, the creativity, the running, the, he was starting to put accurate, the accuracy was there throughout most of the game today. I liked everything that I saw. And even when you watch, you know, I'm looking across the, across the field, like when at Trevor Lawrence too, right? And Trevor Lawrence is not necessarily the most, wasn't super accurate today too. He was throwing behind some guys. He was throwing a little low, a little high, but that's just rookie quarterbacks in general. But, the difference is that Zach Wilson was touted as like this precise passer. So was Trevor Lawrence, but they're rookies too. They're coming in, you know, you're working at a different pace. Your offensive line is not going to give you all night and day to go throw a ball. You have to be a little more, uh, you have to adjust it more. And that's the thing Zach Wilson, I would say did better than Trevor Lawrence today. Zach was anticipating pressure and he was able to get away from the pressure for the most part um, and still get something going down the field. Yeah. Or create something. So I like that. And that's a great point because that was going to be before we wrapped up talking about Zach. I, that was going to be my point on that McDermott play. And that's why there's a big difference between reading the box score and like watching the game. 
Like we're talking about his ability to run. And yeah, he ran it for 100 or 90 yards or whatever on four attempts because he had that big rush play. He actually had another pretty big rush play to get inside the five at one point too. But I think that leads to an overall theme of confidence building because on that specific McDermott play, he had two guys come right up the front, you know, in the middle at him. He used his feet to step back and move to the right, buy himself some time, and then threw a nice touch pass to the end zone. So that doesn't translate to like rushing yards or a rushing attempt for Zach, but I think it shows to the overall part about his confidence to run. If he needed to, he could have run, but he instead just bought some more time, moved out of the pocket, used his feet well, and then threw an accurate ball to a lineman for a touchdown. It was a great play. It was awesome. But that's my biggest thing. You know, down the stretch here, I want to see confidence building for him because another confidence builder for him, no interceptions today. That was a huge talking point in the beginning of the season was interception after interception. You got to take care of the ball. No interceptions today. There's a couple close ones, but that's okay. Those don't count. Um, One touchdown throwing, one touchdown rushing. But again, the biggest thing for me, no interceptions, decent completion percentage. He was on time. He was accurate when he needed to be. And I think, yeah, I think it was a big confidence builder. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm most excited about for him. Hopefully his next two games that we have here, he can keep building that confidence, take it into next year, because I think the game hopefully slowing down a little bit for him and, Hopefully, he keeps looking better week in and week out. For sure, for sure. And look, just so everyone knows, Zach Wilson had four carries today for 91 yards uh, yeah. and got that one touchdown. Longest, the longest run was 52. It was a 52-yarder. 52. Uh, yeah, 52-yarder for a TD. So, Zach Wilson like broke, broke that loose. Um, but you had the four carries for 91 yards, 52-yard uh, rushing touchdown, and then you look 14 for 22 for 102 yards for one TD. 89.6 pass uh, rating. I, he had a good day today, man. He had a good day yeah. today. Sad sheet doesn't like necessarily like, whoa, like it, it's not one that pops out unless like you're really looking at a rushing for a quarterback wise. And I love Makai Becton and DJ Bienemy, uh for, for, and DJ is uh, the, the reporter for the daily news for people who don't know, you know, saying uh, Zach Vick out there today, the way he was running, it was <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Zach Vick, but we all, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't uh, leave this guy out too, man, because, we were talking about rookies that we're hyped about. We got to talk about Michael Carter. Little, someone else had a little bit of a career day going too. Yeah. 116 Carter, yards, man. Yeah. 116 yards from Michael Carter off of 16 touches. Longest one was a 38 yarder today. No touchdowns, averaging 7.4 yards a carry. Obviously, when you get that, when you get the yards like that, you're doing a lot, but he looked good today, man. He was finding the holes. He was patient. Shout out to the offensive line today for most of it, for creating the holes for him to bust right through too. But he's, dude, he's grown so much as a running back because he would just try yeah. just to like push it and just like run up the middle and just do things. Now you watch him and he's got that patience. It's not, I, and I'm not saying he is, so cool down everybody, but he's got that Le'Veon Bell patience. And I'm not saying he is Le'Veon Bell, but Le'Veon Bell, if you ever watched him when he was on the Steelers, very patient runner, stayed behind the lineman, always had the arms out, just like staying and then figuring out to break it loose or just like slowly going up and then figure out and then making the move. Michael Carter's kind of showing that and not saying he's doing exactly all those things. I just listed out what Le'Veon Bell can do, but he's showing that patience before he's attacking the gap. I really like it. What do you think about Michael Carter today, man? I mean, I think it's great. I mean, if you look at his game log early in the season, I know that, um, you know, he's been a little banged up at some points too, but you know, it's a it's a career high. Cause I guess he's a rookie. So season high, career high in attempts, career high in rushes. And 
you know, earlier in the season, I think he was catching a lot of balls and I'm happy to today. We didn't need those short little three, four yard passes. We could just hand it off to him and he could get mm-hmm. us four or five yards. So he looked great. The biggest thing for me is I think it was obvious on a couple plays today. He doesn't have one of the knocks on him. I think going into the season was like at the breakaway speed. Mm-hmm. And uh, he should have had a touchdown today, but he got ran down by someone. Yep. And there's a couple other plays where it just, you could see it once it gets to that second level, the, the high end speed's not there. So, you know, my notes is that, you know, going into the season, I didn't think he was going to look as flashy as he can at some points. I think that he's developing really well. Um, I don't know if he can be a true, like, workhorse three down back kind of guy going forward, you know, in two or three years, or if we're going to need to have a one-two punch with someone mm-hmm. with a little bit more speed, but um, very happy for him. Awesome day. And another guy where, to your point earlier about Braxton, Bar- you know, Barrios, to your point maybe about Zach Wilson, where he's been working at it all season long. And today it finally pays off for him. The offensive line, you know, it was a mixed bag today, but they were blocking for him. He was hitting the hole. He was getting the yards seven and a half per, you know, seven and a half yards per attempt. That's a beautiful thing. So I'm very happy for him. The rushing attack was on full display today and I'm okay with it. I mean, I think a lot of people in today's NFL are expecting us to, you know, expecting every team to throw for 400 yards or four touchdowns every week. I'm okay with the Jets team that runs for 250 yards and wins 16 to 10 or 26, 20, you know, 23, whatever the score Dude. was today. I'm okay with that. If we play good defense and run the ball a ton. Dude, and you're going to have to be because we're in the Northeast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're that's not, true. We're not in the South. We're not in a dome. You're, we're outside, cold weather. It will snow at some point. You're going to need to be prepared for all the elements that come through here. And running the ball is going to be a big proponent, especially when we get to late in the season. It's cold. You can't throw it as well. Your hand for a quarterback, their hands are not, their hands are starting to feel numb. Yeah. Uh, you know, running backs are going to be your key to keeping you in games. And it's going to be low scoring, ugly games. And you're going to need that defense too. So look, I, I'm happy with a win. All right. And it's, you don't have to, you know, a good quarterback, in my opinion, can they, they should be able to have the capability, but you don't need to do it every single day. Like Patrick yeah. Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, you know, we're talking about elite level guys who can just pass the ball. And look, how many Super Bowls have they won? Like Pat Mahomes, obviously very young in his career and could win yeah. more. And I expect him to win more. You know, what happened? We see, we saw that we said the same thing for Aaron Rodgers and we've seen what happened with Aaron Rodgers. You know, if they can build around him and keep uh, that success going, but look at Aaron Rodgers too, right? Like how many Super Bowls does that get you? You need you need talented guys. You need a complete roster in order to do so and to make it to that to that area. But I look at like if I want to go back in time, I look at the first Super Bowl that Ben Big Ben running. You had Jerome Bettis. Obviously, different time, different rules. Things changed, um, and ben, Big Ben became a really good passer at one point, uh, and now he's on the decline. But you having complimentary football is a thing. Like I believe in complimentary football, like yes. having a guy who can throw 400 yards. That's all nice and pretty. It's not going to happen in the Northeast. That just is what it is. Even Tom Brady in some games when he's out in new England, he didn't throw for 400 yards. You see, you, uh, yeah, who was that? At, who was that look running at, back? Look at uh, new England, the bills were two weeks ago. They threw the yeah. ball three times. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, you said it's the weather out here, man. You gotta be able to run the ball. Yeah. Well, I'm like, what was it? Who who was the running back that they had? Um, well, Garrett Blount. I just remember him. Yeah, just going to town when he was in New England. So it changes, man. It changes based on like the the, the area that you're in for football. It's not like basketball where you can truly be a copycat league. 
because yeah. it's going to be the same conditions for the most part, every arena, but football depends where you play. So I liked it. And I shout out to Tevin Coleman, man. Dude, that was still got something. my last thought. That was going to be the last thought. Shout out to him, man. 14 touches, 14 touches, 57 yards, over four yards of carry. Um, dude still got something left in the tank. You know, I, I start off the season, didn't liking him. I said, yo, just have it between Michael Carter and I think either uh, Ty Johnson or I think it was Ty Johnson at that point. But yeah, uh, Tevin Coleman still showing something, man. And even with Michael Carter to to wrap up on like your, your running back point, I don't necessarily think this is my thing about Michael Carter. He's not strong enough to punch it in because I think he's a little still undersized. Like we saw that today, goal line stand. Even yep. when Zach had him on the pass for the for the for the drag route going to the right, he just got knocked. Man, he got knocked by that linebacker. Couldn't punch it in. You know, good. That was a good tackle by the linebacker, but the Jaguars linebacker. Um, but he's just not big enough where he's going to continuously like punch it in. But he could change. I could change over time. Like we've seen small guys be able to punch it in. He needs to. I think he too. Once he gets another. Once he gets a full NFL offseason, you know, the guys start to grow, develop differently, change differently. Um, so maybe that will help too. We'll see. He's still too young to determine what type of running back he is. I do yeah. like what I'm seeing from him though. Um, maybe this is usually under like a four team, and we saw under a Shanahan team. It is a running back by committee team. We're seeing that right now. It was split evenly between Michael Carter and Tevin Coleman. Usually it's two backs. I'm expecting another back to come in here to be whatever the lightning or thunder to whatever Michael Carter is. Yeah. And I like that. I like that we're in a spot where we don't really know. We know he's playing well, but we don't know exactly what he's going to be. You know, it gives me some optimism going forward and going into next year. Maybe he can figure it out and he can be the lightning guy or maybe he can figure it out around the goal line. I mean, to your point, I didn't think about it, but there is a reason why we went down to the, you know, inside the five, four times that came away with one touchdown. It's because we don't have that big, strong running back like we need. So maybe that's something to address in the off season. But for right now, you know, I was very happy with Michael Carter. I was even happy with Tevin Coleman. He wasn't as explosive and, and he didn't have the big plays that Michael Carter had. But just n- n- for the first time, I feel like in a while, it wasn't just, you know, negative play or no, no gain, no gain, no gain. There, there were some great, you know, rushing attempts from both these guys today. So I was very happy about that. Overall, great game, man. Overall, great game. It sucks. If you've been following John, I have a bet on who's going to be, you know, worse, the Jets or the Jags. I think I officially lost that today. So <laughs> shout out, John. Shout out the Jets. You're better than the Jaguars this year. Um, but other than that, man, I'm very happy for the win. Very happy the way we played. Down so many people, down a head coach. It was awesome to watch. Yeah, man, for sure. Uh, but I think that wraps it up, Greg. I have nothing else on this game. Um, shout out. Uh, oh, my God. Well, why, am I, why am I? I hate when I blank it. Shout out to Middleton today. Shout out to Coach Middleton today for, yes. for being the helm. being tight, tight, tight end. Ron Middleton did a good job today coaching the game. Shout out to him. Michael Ford called one hell of a game offensively. Jeff Olbert, one hell of a way uh, calling up the schematics. Um, shout out to everybody today for a really good game for the New York Jets, man. That's all I got to say. Uh, Greg, you got anything else to add in? No, I think we all stepped up in a major way. I'm very excited about it. And we got two interesting games coming up to finish out the season. So I'm excited to see how we face, you know, how we look coming up. So, yeah, we got Tom, we got Tom Brady and Tampa Bay Buccaneers next week, you know. I didn't want to see his name on this podcast, but yeah, we do have him coming up. I hate him so much. I'm ready for it. You and me both. uh, (laughs) You and me both hate this man so much. Um, Just. Terrorize, terrorize this team. Him and Bill Belichick terrorized this team for way too long. Yep. But hey, man, to, on a good note, this team showed out today. They stepped up. 
you're stepping up. Uh, we got, we got, we got, we got you for for this week. We got you coming up again for uh, the the pre, uh, the preview for the Jets versus the Bucks. Uh, you go and we you're go we be with me as well for uh, the uh, Knicks episode. Uh, yes, sir. Video producer as I, as I go solo duo again on that one. But you know that's it, man. That's all we got for this. That's all we got for today. So thank you everyone for tuning in for another Jets episode of the, of the Knicks Jets etc. podcast. We got a dub today. We get to talk about this dub on this podcast, so that's a dub too. But thank you all for tuning in and being such loyal listeners. Make sure to tell a friend about us and tell that friend to tell a friend about us as well because it helps us out so greatly to build this community. Also, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please make sure to give us a five-star review and to leave a comment. And if you don't listen to us there, it's okay as well because we're on Amazon, we're on we're on Amazon Alexa, we're on Stitcher, we're on all the other audio platforms. You name it, we are there. Also, we're on YouTube. Okay, if you're watching this video, if you're seeing these guys right here, these beautiful faces, make sure to hit the like button, hit that notification bell when a new uh, episode drops, and to subscribe to the channel. Okay, that that's that also helps us out. So please make sure to do that. Also, while you're there, Greg, co-host for this for the next few weeks, and. Or I don't even know. Are you this way? Are you that way? I don't even know on this story yeah, we're we'll recording. See, but we'll see. we'll see how it happens. But Greg on and John have a podcast as well called Winning Picks Weekly. Greg just alluded to it. They go down the slate. They talk about it. They have a bet. You heard that John and Greg had a bet on which team was going to be better. It looks like Greg's losing out on this one. Jets are better this season. But it's all good because guess what? They're doing great work over there. Regardless, they're going down the slate, giving your giving their takes, telling you which teams to take a pick on, and they're both doing really well. So make sure to check out that podcast as well. Hit the like button, hit that notification bell, just so you know once again. So you get both these podcasts. Last and certainly not least, make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. We'll catch you later this week for another Knicks episode and another Jets episode. We out. Let's go, Jets.